0: Listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you peace. Amen. Amen. Every time we have a mass here and I just look up and I see all of you, I'm just amazed that you're here. <laughs> Praise God. It's such a joy to be together and we have been looking forward to this day for quite a while it is the first sunday of advent it's the beginning of a new year in the in the liturgy and it's so fascinating you look at the how the the history of how the church developed her liturgy the early early days they were all jews jesus was a jew the jewish people had a liturgical calendar with feast days and you may have jewish friends and they they have all of these big saving events from their salvation history that they celebrate and commemorate and remember. And then little by little, the church uh, kind of became its own thing. And there was a development of a Christian calendar and the whole thing began with uh, Easter. So the death and resurrection of Jesus. And then they said, well, let's have a season to get ready for that. So the 40 days the Lord was in the desert fasting and praying that became the season of Lent. And then it became the celebration of Christmas and then a little mini lent to get ready for christmas came to be known as advent and it's so much better than lent in many ways isn't it it's shorter you know you get about 4 weeks in with lent and you're like oh no like there's more to go but with advent it's like just about the time you're okay christmas is here and uh it is such a great and beautiful and wonderful um season a liturgical season i absolutely love it the the prayers of the church the readings The liturgy, the customs, the traditions of, you know, all of it is so wonderful. Um, I was so surprised (laughs) this year around this place to see how many people had their Christmas things in their yards, even before Thanksgiving, Maybe there was a sale on Amazon. I don't know. And there's all these like inflatable Santas now everywhere. And I have this plan to um, to make money for the shrine. Is I'm going to go around town knocking on all the doors that have the inflatable Santa Claus, saying, "Where's my royalty check? You know, (laughs) you're using my image." (laughs) All right. Checks can be made out to the Blue Army Shrine. Okay. (laughs) Send all the money right here. Um, Ho ho ho. So we begin, we begin on a joyful note. And and you know, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. Maybe I will. Um, Just the things that are wonderful about Advent, you follow the, the readings in the liturgy of the church over the next four weeks, we are going to be revisiting all of the major prophecies from the Old Testament that Jesus fulfilled as the Messiah. I love that stuff. It's so amazing. And then of course, it culminates with the commemoration of Christmas, the first coming of the Lord. Christmas is by far the best day of the year. Now, that is a Franciscan saying that, right? St. Francis had loved Christmas. He was the one that came up with the idea of doing a creche with live animals. How cool would that be here at the Shrine, huh? You know? And they had mass, and they had the, recreated the, the manger in Bethlehem. The whole thing is so um, really heartwarming and beautiful and also profound that this little baby came to, to save the world. Jesus, our savior, it's amazing. And something really kind of interesting happened this year. So today is the first Sunday of Advent. It's the first day of the new year. Yesterday was the last day of the old liturgical year. And so I had a mass at a parish last night. So yesterday morning, I was in the odd position of of needing to prepare for both masses. So I was looking at both of those masses. So the readings and the prayers of the last day of the year, the readings and prayers of the first day of the new year. And as I looked at the the prayers and the readings for both of those days, it really struck me funny. It's the same theme. (laughs) So today's mass, we have the exact same theme as what we ended with yesterday. And that's the coming of the Lord and be ready, be prepared, be ready for the coming of the Lord really quite something. And I want to share with you a story that I said in the humbly yesterday, okay? It's it's getting brought out again today. So I think for many people, when we think about the coming of the Lord, his first coming in history in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, he'll come again at the end of time in majesty. He told us he would, but we don't know the date. But then there's the daily coming of the Lord in the mystery, and particularly in the sacrament, the Holy Eucharist. And there's this uh, kind of theme where we kind of enter into the spirituality and the prayers of israel as she prayed and waited for the coming of the messiah and we're going to do that as well but for many people the idea of the coming of jesus again at the end of time is a scary idea some of those readings talk about god's judgment giving an account to god for how we live our lives and uh, angels with flaming swords and bowls of wrath and plagues yeah that gets a little scary okay but the the theme there is the same it's be prepared be ready it's a call to spiritual vigilance. And this is such a great message, particularly for us now in our own day and time. It's so easy to get distracted, right? It's so easy to lose our focus on what really matters between the world and the politics and the, the craziness of this, that, and the other thing, the economy. And um, then that also that guy that looks at you when you look in the mirror, you know, dealing with him, you know, every day. But to to be called by the the church to refocus on the, you know, what's really important is that we're getting ready. We're getting ready for the Lord. So I have this memory when I was a kid in my family, we would always go to my grandparents' house for Christmas. It was like a thing. And I, um, I had many cousins who lived in other states. So this was really the one time of the year when we got to see each other and I just love my cousins. And my family, we lived close to my grandparents. So every year for the Christmas season, we would be the first ones there. And so I have this memory of being a kid, being at my grandparents' house, which was like, seemed like a mansion to me. It was just this big, beautiful house. And we would be there early. There'd be all this like cooking and cleaning and preparations and some decorations, all that great Advent stuff. And then there would be me standing at the window, looking, longing, waiting. When are they going to be here? You know, my cousins coming from Georgia, coming from New York, you know, like, and it was this thing. And in those days, I'll remind you, there was no internet or cell phone. Believe that, you know, there was a phone that was connected to the wall and it had a dial. That's why we say dial a phone number. Okay. <laughs> Who knew? And But I'd have this memory of looking and longing and waiting for somebody's arrival. And, you know, throughout the day, you know, we didn't know when are they going to be here? We don't know. There was no you know, way to know other than Uh, we just kind of looked and longed and and, uh, we'd be standing there and throughout the day I'd catch myself looking out the window and they're not here yet. And there was this kind of growing expectation and a certain impatience, but I hope kind of an impatience in a good way because we really, really was excited about my family getting there. And because we just had this basically a week together and this was our time, we had made an agreement that when we were together, we would have maximum fun That was our agreement. Okay, when we're together, maximum fun. Okay, and so you'd be there looking and longing, and it was a joyful thing. And brothers and sisters, if you look at the prayers of the church, when we pray for the coming of the Lord, as we do at the end of the Bible, right, the book of Revelation, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, the, the spirit and the bride, the church say, come. It's actually a joyful thing. You know, especially, you know, we we tell the Lord we're sorry. We can be forgiven our sins. We have nothing to worry about. It's a joyful expectation. And who is it that we're looking for and longing for and, and inviting to come again? It's our Savior. It's the one who loves us more than anyone. The one who created us. The one who holds us in existence every day. The one who blesses us in innumerable ways, including the grace of redemption, salvation, deliverance, and freedom from sin, from death, from every other little thing that may cause you to worry. Jesus has, has the victory. He's, he's come as conqueror, as king. And uh, to show us the, the way of life is to live lives of love because he himself is love incarnate. This is who we're looking for and longing for. You know. And we should have a certain sense of joy and excitement because when he finally gets here, good things are going to happen. Gifts are going to be given. Graces will be distributed generously. God is a generous giver. So it's wonderful and and beautiful to have that expectation. And um, so I want to um, highlight that because that's clearly the theme for today and in in the season of Advent, this liturgical season. But as I was praying over the readings, I was thinking in some way, there's a second sense in which the prayer for the coming of the Lord could be seen. And this is something i invite you to consider today in your prayer there is another way in which um, god is praying and waiting for us to come to him we're praying come lord jesus we're waiting for him we're looking for him come but there's another way in which god says come you know is what we're doing in this life we're on a journey towards the hour when we will come to him and you can imagine all of our loved ones who've died who are waiting for us that great family reunion in heaven—they're praying, come. They're praying for us to come to welcome us. That that hour, that blessed hour, that will be there for all of us. There's God has a big calendar, and, and there's a date. Each one of us, you know, He will call us. And so the Lord is saying, come. And as I was praying over that, I was thinking of that incredible book of um, the Song of Songs in the Old Testament. It's like Hebrew love poetry this groom and this bride who are kind of playing a game of hide and seek and who are longing to be in each other's presence and how Jesus fulfills that book in the sense that he is God is the groom, the church is the bride. And as we pray and come Lord Jesus, come again, then in another way we hear the Lord saying, come my beloved of my heart, come, you know, like we're being welcomed. And it's kind of two sense, two senses in which we can understand the prayer to come to, to, to arrive, to, to long for the presence. And that's something incredibly beautiful and powerful. So to conclude, we're at the very first day of Advent. Fairly soon, we're going to be celebrating Christmas. Advent is about getting ready for Christmas. And we remember that at Christmas, there were three wise men who came to Jesus and they gave him his first birthday gifts. Remember what they were? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, Right. Gold for the king, frankincense for the divine, and myrrh for his burial, his sacrifice. And um, so we ask the question to the Lord, what is it that you would like me to give you for your birthday at Christmas? And the answer is, he wants us to give him our sins. The best way to prepare during the season of Advent to welcome Christmas is to make a good confession Um, So a little word of invite to everybody. We have confession here seven days a week and many of the other parishes, there'll be penance services to uh, give Jesus that gift to allow him to take away and forgive your sins so that we can welcome him with joyful and pure hearts on his birthday, amen.